working on it. But I love our family. And what I've seen in these four walls over just the course of being here and what I've seen in this family over the course of three years is just beautiful and magnificent things. And I've had the pleasure of walking alongside of several students over the years, 13 years to be exact. I've seen 13 years of graduating classes move through, and there's been some hard times. I've prayed with kids that went to jail. I've prayed with kids that lost their parents. I've been to court when they've been molested. I've seen a lot of crazy things. God brought me in the path of students for whatever reason. I'm blessed and I'm honored, but I can tell you the road's not always easy. But the young men, and we have three others, are just not able to be here this morning. For the graduating class of Harvest Light 2018, again, like I said in that prayer, is perhaps one of the greatest classes I've ever seen. The two men that are representing that class this morning, probably perhaps the greatest young men I've had the opportunity and privilege to have a walk alongside them. So Nathan, Tyler, thank you for allowing me to walk with you. You know, we have some stories to share. Plenty of stories to share. And Taylor, you just shut me up when I got to get out of this door. It's going to pop in her head in that door one day. Really quick. But uh, Tyler, you know, Tyler and I, we love each other. We have that love-hate kind of relationship. We just like to poke each other and say smart things. You know, Tyler, I could probably pull my phone out with a put over there because I don't know if I put it on silent. So you hear it ring? Mom, can you just jump up there and turn that thing off? I should know better. But uh, Tyler and I have this. If I go back into our text, let's just scan up. Tyler and I are pretty good at sending each other some pictures. He takes my face and morphs it onto different Animals or different creatures that he says I resemble. You know, I'm balding up here. I'm getting that age, and I'm, I'm losing my hair. So he he sent a picture one time with my face on Friar Tuck. <laughs> and I've, I've gained some pounds since I was your age. When I was your age, man, I I look good. <laughs> but um, he put my he put my face on a orangutan. <laughs> I mean, I, I've seen it all with this young man, Nathan. He's always the guy that keeps. Very witty, uh-huh. comical, mm-hmm. a little smart man. <laughs> so am I. And I've had the pleasure of going. I remember that one of the highlights for me was taking both of you boys down to student leadership along the Mercedes. And uh, us being in line, I think it was uh, for the whole ride. That's a super long line. <laughs> but anyways, we're standing there, and I, I don't know why we didn't get kicked out of the park. <laughs> um, the way we were just... Uh, Firing rhetoric back and forth. People could have swore we were fighting, arguing. And we were sitting there giggling the whole time. But there's some late, there's some 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 really precious memories with, with Nathan World too. And so uh, but really quick, again, like it's a roller coaster ride, and I can take you from point A to point B, back to point A, over to Z real quick. And so you gotta bear with me. That's what I do with the students, and I'm wondering how they learn anything. <laughs> okay. But before I do that, I wanna say while I'm standing up here, I got a little platform. You're, you're listening. I got your attention, so I need to say this. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Truly. To all the mothers in this room, happy Mother's Day. You know, I was standing in the mirror getting, getting ready this morning, and I only really get about three minutes in the mirror. When I have a small bathroom and I have Jennifer. <laughs> and soon, you know, uh, that's going to get a lot worse because 
I got a 16-month-old that thinks she just missed all that, and every time she finds a mirror that's her level, she's in it too. So I'm going to have to carry a pocket mirror just to brush that hair real quick. But I was standing there in the mirror, and I was thinking, today's Mother's Day. And I was, then I, you know, jumped in the shower, and all this stuff was going through my mind, like, oh, man, I hate standing up in front of older people. I love students. But I was thinking about the words of wisdom that my mom shared with me over the years. Plenty of words of wisdom. You know, in much similar fashion to Haley that shared her testimony, had some parent issues, a dad that wasn't there, some heartache, some grief. And I don't know how I got to where I am today. If it hadn't been for my mother, my grandfather, and God especially. You know, my mom told me two things, and so I don't know which one to begin with. But my mom told me two of the, the words of wisdom that stick in my head all the time, and I even have to go over to kids and whisper some of these in their ear so no other staff members can hear it. That way I can deny it. It's God's spirit. But think before you speak. Think before you speak. <laughs> I've not been good at that, and I'm still not. But I think I've gotten a little bit better, right? A little bit? Okay, a little bit. She said, she gave me that little yeah. tiny finger. She got tiny fingers, and that's really small. Okay. But a little bit. And then the other one that I'll admit I've, I've shared with students before, even in the school system, I knew better, I didn't have. But my mom would tell me something like this Justin, I brought you into this world, and I can surely take you out. And so a few months ago, my mom, you know, she, she had a home built, and she closed on that home, and she brought some boxes over to Tallahassee when I was a student at the Deaf and Blind School. And we all know that if you've ever been in the area for long enough, you know, I'm a graduate from Deaf and Blind, I know, look at me, I don't have a cane or anything, but I did. Okay, long story, it's not for today. But uh, she brought some, 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 I don't know if you'd call them treasures. <laughs> but she, she brought some memorabilia from my time over the years of growing up from elementary school and then when I went to deaf and blind after I had lost my sight and different things and down in the bottom of this plastic container was a stack of what they call pink slips at the deaf and blind school. <laughs> now pink slip is not getting fired from a job because I didn't have a job there and my only job there was to be a student but they really quickly wanted to fire me from being a student at the school. <laughs> I kept pulling these things out and reading them and reading them and reading them and I'm like, I said that? I did. I mean, they quote you. They were they were straight up to the T. They made sure that they told the administration what I had done. And so I was reading some of these words, and I'm like, no way. I said that. I did that. How come she hasn't taken me out? I don't know how I've gotten this far. If she brought me in this world and she threatened to take me out, man, she, she's a really loving mom. So from the bottom of my heart, i got to give you a vote. <laughs> Well, I'm not done over here. You might have to come find me in a second to come sit with you because I like to get in the crowd. But 16 months ago, I was blessed with a beautiful daughter. And I saw that video, and if I'm remembering correctly, now granted, I, I have a really bad memory. But they were all girls. And it started getting to me. started choking me up a little bit. That's the greatest, one of the greatest blessings that's ever happened in my life is having a daughter. Never imagined being blessed with a child. But my joy in life 
other than my walk with God and being with you guys, spending time with my wife and my daughter. And I wouldn't, man, I tell you, long days of being at school, they're coming home to a beautiful angel that can sometimes be a terror. <laughs> I couldn't do it without my lovely wife, Jennifer. Thank you, I love you. Thank you. Justin, you got about five minutes to hurry this thing up. I know I have hungry bats sitting in front of me. And so that's not always a good thing to be, be between the door and some hungry bats. So I know I need to get this show on the road. Today's a big day for our church as we celebrate our graduating class. The next chapter in life for a few in the room this morning is about to begin. Graduates of the class of 2018, this morning, I want to spend a time of celebration. I want to celebrate the celebration. And then I want to walk us through a passage of scripture that shows one of the greatest acts of celebration I've ever witnessed. And it comes from the book of 2 Samuel. And so we can go ahead and pull that out or you can pull your phone out and get to there. But we're going to be turning to the book of 2 Samuel in a few moments. But this morning we're celebrating. We're celebrating the amazing potential that is in front of our eyes and the expectations of what's to come with these two wonderful young men. Again, as a student minister, I've had both the pleasure and blessing of being in attendance at several graduating ceremonies, several commencement speeches. But this, without a doubt, has got to be one of the most difficult classes to ever say, see you later, too. not goodbye. You suit up, you know I'm going to be on that sideline. Even if you went to play for that nasty team about an hour and a half, west of here, southwest, I would still be there, okay? But because you're going to Tallahassee, go Knowles, hey, where's Roll Tide? Go Knowles. Go Knowles, okay? Remember that, okay? You're going to rise again, okay? You're going to suit up, but I'll be there. SEU, I'm going to be there. We're going to try some Kingley's barbecue, which has nothing on woodpeckers, by the way. Okay? <laughs> but it's not goodbye. I'll see you later. I'm very proud of each and every one of you. And i got to say this to honor those that aren't able to be with us this morning. i got one that's going back home to Peru. Amazing, beautiful, wonderful young lady. Her family needs her. She needs to be there. We better all be on a trip soon down the Amazon here to go visit her family, right? Yeah. Y'all too. <laughs> it's an amazing time. We've got a very tall young man that, I hate to say this, but I'm privileged to look up to both ways. Yeah. He makes fun of me because of my height, and he looks down at me, but I, I happily look up to him. He's a great young man. 
Then I have another young man that's going to be with us this morning because he's living in a different um, home than where he was a few months ago. And um, road's not always been easy for him. But he has a great heart, a great character, and he's going to go far as long as he remembers to seek God's will first and foremost in everything he does. We have five seniors that are going far. There's so much potential from the graduating class of 2018 from Harvest Life. Again, I've had the honor of attending many high school commencement ceremonies over the years, and during all of those ceremonies, excitement is always in the air. There was a great expectation of what was to come, and a huge expectation, a huge potential of what could be done. Well, this morning, it's no different. As I've just said, the expectation and potential of our seniors in this room this morning and those that couldn't be with us is unparalleled. Truly unparalleled. You can ask my wife, I hate beating around the bush. I hate blowing people with smoke. I just do not do it. Unparalleled. As long as you stay on the path you're on, you too. I'm going to be calling you sir. And I'm going to go punch in the time clock one day. You're going to be my boss. And I'm going to happily submit to your authority. You guys are great. The question is, however, seniors, what will happen? Church, what will happen with your expectations and potentials for the future? So seniors, what will happen in that next chapter of life? What happens with your expectations and potentials? Church, wherever you're going to turn to next, whatever's going to come your way, what happens with those expectations and potential? Will you look to the great advice of man? And there's a lot of great advice that man has spoken over the years. Words of wisdom that I'll show you in the next second from those four people standing in front of us. Or will you look to the timeless and infallible word of God to guide your path? See, great speakers, commencement givers over the years have truly shared some fantastic words of advice. And I'm going to show you this. We got Ben Franklin, he was a founding father, a diplomat, an inventor, and he said this, you'll find the key to success under the alarm clock. I interpret that, get up, grab life by the horns and go. Do it. The Tyler Nathan, never stay still. Get up, rise up, don't sleep in like me and miss those classes, and go. Then we have Irma Bombay. She's actually a humorist, a journalist, a columnist, she said this, worry is like a rocking chair. Man, it gives you something to do, but never gets you anywhere. Really cool. You're just sitting there rocking back and forth, but you're never truly moving forward. Don't do it. Vidal Sassoon, we know him, or at least ladies do, because they got to get their hair did. But he's a philanthropist, a stylist, and he said this, the only place where success comes before work is in the dictionary. You gotta work for everything you get. If you ever want to find success, you gotta put in work. You gotta get it done. And then last, not least, Earl Wilson, journalist, said this: If you think nobody cares if you're alive, trust me, I learned. Try missing a couple of those payments. You might not think anybody's gonna ever give you a call or come knocking when they want their money. They do. They will. And of course, I gotta leave you with one more. Pay attention to this, because I don't want you to get yelled at. Floss. <laughs> yeah. 
Make sure you get up in there because no matter how good you get up in there, you always have a day of success. You been flossed? Yes, I have. And they give you that little smirk, condescending smirk, that you just haven't done it good enough. But I'm simply curious, however, what would a biblical commencement speech sound like? And who would be the best person to deliver such a speech? When I was thinking about this, several candidates from the New Testament popped into my head, obviously. You got Peter. Man, eventually bold Peter. And I say eventually. It took him a little while to figure that one out. Or you have Paul. Man, he loved to cut down a Christian until he found the glory of God seeping through his veins and he couldn't resist. Two great guys. Written multiple books in the Bible, especially Paul, man. Probably had carpal tunnel. He wrote so much. Great words of wisdom came from that man. But these guys would be more likely to offer a word of exhortation or a sermon than a commencement speech. And sure, we can take their words and we can mold it into something wonderful and place that in a, a, a speech or an address to seniors that are getting ready to move on to the next chapter of life. But I don't know if they're rightly fit to be the best qualified candidate. So then I was saying, what about Old Testament scholars, writers, authors, the prophets? That's the Old Testament. Then I start thinking, oh man, how much I'd probably dread. I love his books. Perhaps my most favorited book in the Bible, Isaiah. But man, if he started going, Baptists would not be happy like I said. You gotta get to lunch. You better be ready for a long haul with that guy. So that's probably not the best candidate. So as I'm sitting there racking my brain who that candidate would be, I quickly came to wisdom. Wisdom. There's actually a book of wisdom. There's a great big book of wisdom. But contained within that book of wisdom is even a smaller section of wisdom. Much of it was written by King Solomon. Man, he had his struggles along the way, as we all do. There's so, so much advice he could share. He was accomplished. He was fabulously wealthy. His biography and three of his other written works, after all, are included in the best-selling book of all time. Beat that. Yeah. And his works provide strong advice for young people. So I was thinking, if Solomon had given you guys a commencement speech or delivered a uh, a message this morning, what would it have sounded like? And so I think, I believe it would have sounded something like this. People often ask, what's the key to success? Well, my father, who was quite a success himself, gave me some sound <coughs> advice on the subject. Be strong and show yourself a man. Keep the charge of the Lord, your God, walking in his ways, not yours, in his ways, and keeping his statutes, his commandments, his rules, and his testimonies. And it's written in the law of Moses. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, the beginning of knowledge. Buy truth and do not sell it. Buy truth, do not sell it. Don't give it away. Share it a little bit, but hold it tight to your heart. Buy wisdom, instruction, and understanding too. And lastly, go out into the grass and find some ink. When you get home, I'm going to let you dance, I'm going to step away. But uh, when you get home, see what it told you to do. Go find some grass and watch things. 
Watch what they do. You'll notice how even this insect works hard preparing for the future. Like we said, you've got to put in work to get someone. Same applies to the secular world as it does in your spiritual walk with God. You've got to put in work. You can't expect life to come freely, openly, and easily if you're not willing to put in time and effort. But we, we all should do the same. So we're turning this morning, and we're almost there, trust me. Got a little rumbling in my tongue. But I'm asking you to turn to 2 Samuel, chapter 6. We're going to be looking at 12 through 19. Solomon's dad was King David, a great man, a man of God, but a man that also had his roller coaster ride of troubles along the way, too. But David knew one thing really well. And that was how to celebrate. And so if we're celebrating the celebration of these fine young men and their next chapter of life, not hope I shall go. Then I believe we should be looking at 2 Samuel 6, 12 through 19. What we're going to see is a clear celebration in the narrative of David returning the Ark of the Covenant back to <laughs> Jerusalem. And so it reads this, it's on the screen. It was reported to King David, the Lord has blessed Obed-Edom's family and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God. So David went and had the ark of God brought up from Obed-Edom's house to the city of David with rejoicing. When those carrying the ark of the Lord advanced six steps, he sacrificed an ox and a fattened calf. David was dancing with all his might before the Lord, wearing a linen ephod. He and the whole house of Israel were bringing up the ark of the Lord with shouts and the sound of a ram's horn. As the ark of the Lord was entering the city of David, Saul's daughter, can't pronounce her name, I want to call it Michael, that's my brother's name, I can't do that. Michael. Looked down from the window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord and she despised him in her heart. Verse 17, they brought the ark of the Lord and set it in its place inside the tent David had pitched for it. Then David offered burnt offerings and fellowship offerings in the Lord's presence. When David had finished offering the burnt offering and the fellowship offerings, he blessed the people in the name of Lord of armies. Then he distributed a loaf of bread, a date cake, and a raisin cake to each one in the entire Israelite community, both men and witness. Then all the people went home. What a celebration. It was a great celebration of what God had done. David didn't care about what others truly thought. He had somebody looking down from the window despising him because of his joy for the Lord. <coughs> he didn't care. All he wanted to do is celebrate what God had done for his people and in his life. So I ask you, church, wouldn't that be awesome if every day we go and live our life in celebration? Live our life dancing and shouting for the only one that has placed us in these seats this morning, the only one that's going to take us through that next chapter in life, the only one that's going to see us through those valleys of hard times and despair, and the only one, like that beautiful song that Torn Well says, places us up on the mountain. And all we have to do is remember that he's the one that placed us there. 
Wouldn't that be amazing, graduate? Church, if every day was a day of celebration, just like the one we just heard. You see, people nowadays, and since the beginning of time, have been anxiously, continuously worried about the next thing, the next event, the next challenge. And standing before you this morning, I'll be very transparent. I am too. We agreed on a house and the last inspection didn't come back. And man, I'm worried that, oh man, I'm going to pay another $300 and have a bad inspection. But I'm blessed. And so I know that any worries I have, and I've had plenty along the way, I need to lay them before God's feet. And I encourage you guys to do the same. Give everything you have to God. Give your life to Him. It's His life. Allow Him to shine through you. Therefore, seniors, my call to you as you finish this milestone in life and prepare for the next is to celebrate with God. He's the only one who brought you to this point, and He's the one that will guide you to the next. And so in closing, Church and Harvest Life Class of 2018 Life I leave you with one of the most beautiful, treasured Bible verses, in my opinion, in the entire Bible. And that's Ephesians 2.10. It says, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God had prepared ahead of time for us to do. How great is that? You see, God has a great plan with great things involved that He has designed and I'll say that again. God has great plan with great things involved that He's designed for you, for us. If you, if we follow His will and stay in His will, we can become part of those good works. The Tyler Mason Church, I close with these last few words. Never forget that without God, our life will end empty. But with God, will be the ultimate celebration. Heaven will be incredible, but that will just simply be the icing on the cake. Heaven is right here. We don't like the, the words of Michael Whitmer, and I just got done doing a report to college from his book, Heaven is a Place on Earth. He said this, don't go through life doing bad, batting practice for the game ahead. Do it now. Treat this life this is heaven because he's entrusted you with this. Do everything you have, everything you can, everything with a heart for him, and he will bless you and you'll be able to celebrate. Make sure you're living your life to the fullest here on earth and not just waiting on him. The truth is that real joy comes only from God. So congratulations, graduates. I love you, truly. God has some great things in store for you. Never forget what he's done for you and for you. Never forget. I implore you not to. Now follow the path he has for you and don't forget to celebrate along the way. I love you. I want you to have just a few moments to reflect and respond. So surely if you come and play, I'm going to ask everyone to stand.
I'm going to lead us in a brief prayer, and then I want you to have a few moments, just you and God, before we leave here today. If you want to come forward and pray, you're welcome to. If you want someone to pray with you, Justin's here, I'm here. Uh, but I want you to have a few moments to talk to God before we leave. Father in heaven, we love you, and you have blessed us today in so many ways. We've seen it, we've heard it, we've experienced it. And God, it is my prayer now for all of us in the room that we might look to you, say yes to you, and respond to those things that you've stirred in our heart. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.